Last week on the Glass Cannon Podcast. Natural 20. Oh, oh my, God. my God, Baron! <laughs> you guys are so phenomenal. The heroes defeated the king. I said, where is your kingdom? <laughs> the queen disbanded the giant alliance. I am sorry, my king. Perhaps we shall rule together again in the afterlife. If it is the prince's will. And the path forward became clear. There is a tunnel behind that wall that leads to the mountain's crater where the storm tyrant's flying castle is tethered. (gasps) But while the storm tyrant awaits... And now he knows you are coming. You are close. And he will be prepared. There is unfinished business left in the mountain. There is another tunnel that leads up. Go there at your own risk if you wish to speak to the Oracle. The adventure continues now. Fire is so delightful. <laughs> and since we have no place to go, take it, everybody! Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. There it is! Hey, he's got it! Hey! Merry Christmas, everybody! Hi, everybody! It's, oh, it's snowing in the studio. Oh, oh, it's oh a miracle. Would you look at that? It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> Merry Christmas. You want a wall building? <laughs> Merry Christmas, movie house. <laughs> I can't believe we spent all that uh, end of the year expendable income on fake snow in the studio. <laughs> what a waste. <laughs> one episode. Could have at least done it for a live stream or something, but this just strikes me as a massive waste of time we and money. We didn't think it through, Skid. We did not. <laughs> That's, that is our business model. <laughs> we have a lot yeah. to reckon for in this new year. Yes, measure Fiscally. once, cut twice. That's our business model. <laughs> right. I just, I just was amazed we got so lax on our COVID protocols, inviting that band into here to play that. <laughs> worth, that was, it. worth it. Yeah. It's a lot of people in here right now. You guys, take a break. Take five. Give Hang, it up for JT Smith on. and the Glass Cannon Five. <laughs> <laughs> They're up in the. Ship. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would kill to have a band up there. Oh, can you imagine? Oh, that would be perfect. Don't get me excited, Grant, because if I get that vision in my head, we will have a live band here eventually. Don't even joke. <laughs> Joe has learned over time not to question my dreams. Oh, God. Uh, I'm going to email Branford Marsalis right now. <laughs> Want <laughs> me to email Bradford and Marcellus? How's it going, guys? Oh my God, how many Christmas week episodes have we dropped? I think one year, correct me if I'm wrong, we dropped an episode on Christmas morning, right? Yeah. Just a few years ago. Yeah, we did. At, we did. at seven years of business, we've definitely have done it once. But yeah, uh, we've, uh, we're now we're a couple days before Christmas. And yeah, it's the holiday season. Maybe I'll celebrate Christmas. That's fine. Uh, it's just a time to get fucking fired up. Go make a snow angel. Eat a little bit extra. Take your pants off and see what happens. Right, Matthew? I like how you're like, that's fine. 
It's fine. It's fine. It's Dane dripping from the word. <laughs> oh man, we really do need some uh, like an a keg of eggnog. A kegnog. I was going to say, I'm surprised studio. we don't have one. The way you started crooning that song at the at the open, I was like, you sound. Like you've had half a barrel. <laughs> yeah, it's not all like, nogged up. I want one of those uh, those uh, Bullwinkle Moose glasses, like uh, Chevy Chase has. <laughs> yeah, in, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> decidedly not COVID friendly. No, <laughs> it's, yeah. good. it's good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> Isn't there somebody here who's like vehemently against eggnog? That's me. That's good. That would be me. Yes, yeah. eggnog yeah. is a extremely polarizing beverage, right? Like some people love it, and some people find it well, revolting. Yeah, some people love it, and some people understand that it is in fact disgusting and know what you're drinking. <laughs> There are two types of people in the world, those who love Neil Diamond and those who hate him. My ex-wife hated him. <laughs> Isn't it also that, Skid, you don't enjoy eggs in general, Chris? Well, I don't. It's, yeah, it's not the egg. I mean, I, this, it's fine not that they're related. Egg. No, I mean. It's the nog is the problem? It's really the nog. You're anti-nog. I mean, well, it's both. I don't like egg or nog. You don't like drinking raw eggs and cream? No, it's so Well, the problem is, is like when I was, five, I think, five years old. I got into it and like I drank like an entire carton of it and I got super sick and I, I've never gotten over yeah. it. It has oh, affected yeah. my attitude towards it. Like I have associated the taste of eggnog with it mostly coming back up. And yeah, I just so your brain ever, yeah. associates right. it at as that early poison. age. Exactly. Like my brain is hardwired now to think of it as poison. It's like when you get that stomach virus after you've eaten something delicious. Exactly. It has nothing to do with something you like. Eaten. Like I can never eat chicken fried steak again because yeah. that exact thing happened. That's me and spaghetti squash. There you go. Fun fact, I did not eat pancakes for 13 years. Wow. You made up for it. I, yeah. <laughs> then I had a lot of them once they weren't poison anymore. I, uh, this guy's eating pancakes right now. It's 9 o'clock at night. It's my, tradition. it's my traditional Christmas report. He's, He's got a lumberjack stack. <laughs> He's just pouring maple syrup. Yeah. As a tall stack. <laughs> it doesn't come up your mouth like chocolate. <laughs> I am working on two decades of not eating Oreo O cereal alongside wild turkey. That's <laughs> who knew. Yeah, well, <laughs> solid advice for anyone, really. Wait, but to bring it back to eggnog, I can. Kill, I tell you, I don't have such a strong opinion, but I've only I can count on one hand the number of times I've had it. Wait, really? One of them was at your Christmas party. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> I walk in. I'm well, well. I used to have the parties. I, people would walk in the door. Nog, right in their face. Right in their face. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was the reason. <laughs> One Christmas party, Skid, you came and you brought me like a, a pre-made bottle of Nog that you bought from the store. Do you remember I did. That? Yeah, because yeah. I knew you loved it. So oh, I was like, yeah. here you go. That was a real thoughtful gift. Yeah. Um, I don't not, know why. Nog and pudding shots. Nog yeah, pudding. It's the pudding shots, right. <laughs> Last year was the first year that we didn't have a Christmas party because we were getting ready to move. We had a crazy child. And uh, and now this year, there's a worldwide pandemic. So that's two years without a Christmas party. And it was a 10-year tradition. Yeah. It was one year, it was like three people came. And then there was one year the police came. There were so many people. Yeah. Uh, and I miss it. I miss It was always so fun. Like uh, You guys were so great at hosting. And I would always show up like 45 minutes before anyone else and just hang out on your couch. Yeah, like, and you'd be, you and Dave. Woody would be the last two to leave. Yep. Yep. <laughs> My experience with your Christmas party is I'd never know who I'd end up talking to because there were, but there were so many people in your apartment yeah. that whoever I ended up talking to, I talked to for the rest of the party. Yeah. Right. It was pretty much a proximity, uh, yeah, make friends sort of situation because you'd just be jammed into a wall somewhere with somebody yeah. <laughs> talking oh, hi. for an hour. Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> Grant and Angel would be there a few years in a row. Mm-hmm. You guys made some uh, classic appearances. And I have to say that I've been to enough 
parties scattered throughout the year at Troy's place, so former place that I am not sure who I have met before and who I have not. So yeah. I am in the awkward situation of like waiting for other people to talk to me. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just in the corner looking at the ground nervously. That party became the type of party where it's like, I only see this person once a year. At yeah, yeah, Christmas party. Party. Right, right. We, yeah, I, I remember frequently having conversations that began. We met at Troy's Christmas party. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, that's how it would kick off. We met one year ago. Why tonight's the anniversary? Yeah, so why tonight's the anniversary? Legend has it, Bear Lives comes here every year on this night. <laughs> Croons to the last person to leave. Uh, I missed that party, and I can't wait to have it again. Hopefully next year we can do it um, in my in my, my now my family home. And we I can miss your apartment. I, right. miss, I miss coming over watching football. Oh, God, I miss all weekend. of it. it was, Joe's know. the only one that's been to my home that no. I've purchased and that was once uh before we went to the boston show before pax east yeah uh that's it uh none of you guys have even seen my house yeah. i wasn't there for, waiting for 12 hours well it's just it's a weird time matthew <laughs> <laughs> i don't invite dirty people to my house you know what though i bought a fire pit and uh it's it's coming uh soon and i uh I uh, what you call it? I bought. A, I got a smoker for my birthday, so we could do like an outdoor thing. I got a big enough yard. We just maybe we do like a little glass cannon. Uh, it's cold out still, but we can make it work. Yeah. <laughs> Follow up question. Yes. What's the status of the neighborhood murderer? I'm doing just fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have home Haven't security. Me yet. I have home security. Now. Uh, I can look at my my driveway as we speak. Uh, no, everything's fine. It's it's really me, Matthew. Like I I I'm, I have crazy thoughts. I assume that every noise is someone trying to barge into my home with a knife or gun in hand. If uh, I've learned anything in the past, how many years have we all been working together? This is our fifth, fifth Christmas fifth together. Christmas. It's oh. that your anxieties. Seem to infect my dreams. So, <laughs> well, and you know, it's, I was thinking about this when I was at Starbucks earlier today, and there was like way too many people in there. And I was like, whenever I feel crazy, I just remember how crazy Matthew is, and I realize I'm not the only one uh, because Matthew is a little sneaky, uh, as crazy, if not more crazy than me, when it comes to like uh, anxiety and oh, OCD. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. We we said like when we first started recording in the studio, like every time I got near you, you did one of these like whoa. It wasn't jumped out of the way, and I waited till you were like still within earshot, but out of earshot enough so it would make it seem like I wasn't talking about you. Be like, is is uh, Matthew uh, jumping away from everyone yeah. when you get within ten feet, or is that just me? Does he think I'm dirty? As I recall, and this might speak to my anxiety, I think you said, Matthew, do you do that to everyone? <laughs> yeah. You might be misremembering. Yeah. You uh, did. You jumped away from me at one point. I'm trying to maintain six feet of six. No, no, I know. Uh, you lose just a very like, awkward way. To start a conversation, you're like, "Hello, Matthew. How are you?" And the first thing you do is jump back four feet. You physically move, huh? Like, like you're like quickly, you like quickly. someone threw a hockey puck at your head. It's not like, <laughs> right, right. "Oh, pardon me, sir." Right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, no, I, I, I certainly. What I would do is just sort of like ease back six feet, like at, at a slow enough pace that they might not notice I had backed. Up. You're just right. like you should see me walking down the streets of New York. <laughs> yeah, that's. It's no fun, man. <laughs> Just like crossing into traffic rather than walking on the sidewalk next to someone. Quite, it's quite literally almost died tonight. <laughs> uh, oh dodging God. someone on the yeah, because there was a, a bevy of people not wearing any masks coming down the Jesus. sidewalk, and I was like, well, I don't have anywhere else to go, so I walked out into the street, and then a truck just <laughs> barreling around the corner. You know what? You might have been safer in front of the truck. Uh, that story is crazy, man. I thought we'd come back here and it's like everybody wearing masks, everybody like with a fucking brain in their head, 50% masks outside and there's people all over the place. Wear your fucking masks. Come on. Don't make yeah. it a big deal. And it's it not right. about you. Wear it right. Put it over your nose. Put it over your f- fucking nose, man. Come on, man. 
This is, we're a nation. We're Glass Cannon Nation. And in Glass Cannon Nation, we wear masks. Unless you're at home with your loved ones. My favorite pastime now is judging people. And my favorite way to do it is not walking down the street as Matthew is judging those people as he does. He's enjoying it secretly. Most, on no, a small I'm, I'm just terrified. Yeah, he's scared. No, no, no. I, I'm not trying to even. But just, thanks for judging me for my, for my that's terror. That's fine. I enjoy it. And I enjoy riding my bicycle as fast as I can. Getting up a huge sweat with a mask on and then giving people the evil eye that are just like walking slowly with yeah. no mask. It's like, I can wear one. Why the hell are you not wearing one? This is a huge benefit to the suburbs, though. We don't have to wear masks in our neighborhood because there's nobody else around. Yeah, hold on a minute. You actually... Oh, I guess you're biking in the middle of the city. Did I ever tell mm. you guys... Sometimes. I don't think you actually have to wear a mask when you're just yes, biking. Yes, you do. Right? I do. Have I ever told you the story about when I, just, I got the grand idea that I was going to walk to Manhattan? Because I was feeling really yeah. anxious in my apartment, and I was like, "I'm going to walk to Manhattan. I'm going to walk across the Queensboro Bridge. There's a there's a pedestrian lane. No, there's not. No, that's not. That's the narrowest fucking it's, pedestrian lane. It's so in the narrow, city. and it's also a combo bike and pedestrian. Right. That's lane. the thing. It's it's terrifying. I used to walk on that thing, and I was just like, forget. I take the uh, the, the 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 tram from Roosevelt Island. There's a seventy percent chance that right now. Nick Lowe is listening yep. to this episode and riding he's there his bike. on that yeah. bridge yeah. right and now. I did once and, and I'll never do it again. Somebody. I will never do it again. I mean, <laughs> like I was in, I was in the correct lane, but mm-hmm. because of because of COVID, people were like the bike, the the bicyclists were were weaving in and out of their lane. People were weaving out. Yeah, it was the, wild the worst. West. And I just spent the entire like, almost a mile of the East River just terrified, like, ter- because p- p- bikes were coming from every direction. Yeah. People were. I was just like, huh, so huh, you're huh, saying huh. it didn't help your anxiety? <laughs> it, it was, uh, and then I got all. The way, and I got all the way to Manhattan, and I was like, "Well, I just got to go, go back." Now I got to go back. We gonna take a cab or a subway back? No. <laughs> <laughs> it, was really, it was really a terrible idea. <laughs> uh, well, happy holidays to everybody. I hope you're enjoying it. Uh, as I said last week or the week before, I don't know. It's all melted together now. This is a different, uh, different holiday season, but it's still the best. And you should be thankful for what you do have and not what you don't have, Joe. Sorry, I wasn't listening. I know. I saw you check out. That's why I called you out. I do have anxiety. You do have anxiety. You got uh, anxiety in your stocking this year. Um, I'm uh, I'm pretty happy with what happened last week, even though I technically lost. Uh, And when I say last week, I really mean the last three episodes. Yeah. Because that was a three-episode combat. And I, you know... It's, it's not a, a contest, Troy. It's not a contest, and it's not like I wanted to win. Like I said to you before, I think we even started. Like, I just want a good fight. Mm-hmm. I want a good fight. I want a good episode. I want there to be tension. And I think I think there was. I think there was significant tension. I knew going in that Hungry Pit was going to happen. I thought about this. <laughs> I thought about throwing an anti-magic field, like pulling stuff out of my ass to make sure you couldn't cast it. I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to do it. Once Vicky Moore told me about Brace, I'm like, that's fine. If he does it and I failed a reflex save, I passed the first reflex save, by the way, yeah. and then failed it because of your sick Met thing magic. that you, met a magic thing that made me, it was persistent spell. Persistent spell. Mm-hmm. And so kudos to you. I deserve to fall into that pit. Uh, the gunslinger played it, played a little, uh, held a little grit back. 
Maybe you should have uh, gritted all of them more. I had two more points of grit plus uh, maybe a, a third extra point of grit somewhere that I won't talk about. So I could have used a little bit more grit, but really at the end of the day... Well, you had five grit as a 14th level character? I had four grit. He had the extra grit uh, feat, and then something with the gun gives him uh, one bonus point of grit that okay. just is allowed to... It like, seems like... I thought you would have like a dozen grit. No. If I did, I would have been using it left and right. No, yeah. you don't get a lot of grit. Hmm. Baron, what is your total grit? I have taken extra grit as a feat, and yeah. I am at seven total. Right. But and my, you're... But it's with seven level gunslinger right he this character was a fourth level gunslinger right yeah i was saying like oh. it's not all like gun when you take the gun i thought he was a full gunslinger build no well but it's but because of the fire giant, giant template in order to give it like keep the cr the same if i gave him seven levels of gunslinger it'd be like a cr 21 creature right i guess uh, so to okay. keep it cr 14 or 15 whatever it ended up being i uh just a dip just a little dip a, a large dip. Dip. Yeah. we don't know how long this has been happening either like how long the giants have been at ash peak taking yeah they, but he would just have started learning right, right. it's not like they found the, the way the titarian told it to is like they came here they found all your monuments all your temples they raised them they took it down they found your treasure and they gave the plans to the storm timer they took yours and made their own this guy's probably been only learning it since you walked into true now um you've just been uh using it a lot more than him he's been the royal guard sitting there practicing yeah. practicing like jimmy used to practice yeah and it makes know? sense that he wouldn't be used to like touch ac versus regular ac he should have really rushed in and like tried to aim down on one of us maybe Again, I, I applaud you guys. I think your, t- you, the, your, your strategy was fantastic, and I'm the first to like make fun of you guys for not uh, thinking strategically. I thought, I thought you played it wonderfully, and, and I like the kind of give and go, that dimension door when they all rushed in or dimension step to get to the other side of the room. Normally in the past, I would just run right back at you, and then you dimension step again. I'm like, ah, damn it, and you just you pick them off one by one. I think it was a great fight. It was pretty like, it was, it was There was a lot of tension. There was mm-hmm. a lot of risk involved. There was a lot of action and i think it was it was really epic too i think i was thinking about it today i was like i can't wait to see the fan there's going to be fan art of that moment of metra like hovering over this over this field it's like where is your king now with the black tendrils like coming out like that's fuck that's badass Mm -hmm. and i know i know we're gonna see some cool art of that yeah i was thinking about it like it took three episodes for us but can you imagine in real time where these like we like the giants just charge us. We just disappear, go to the other room, yeah, and, yeah. Then sl- and then every six seconds, we like, uh, you know, Dogworth disappears. Yeah, Nestor disappears. Yeah, <laughs> and then they just start dropping. And then it's yeah. one by one. Dying. They don't even see what's hitting them. It's just like dropping, dropping, yep. dropping. And you know, we talked about this a lot after we finished recording. None of this made air. I wish it did, but we can talk about it now a little bit. It's like when they did hit you, which wasn't often, honestly. Uh, they mashed crushed. You mashed and you said this before we even started the fight joe um how you just you know you our buddies at the order of the amber die was like you cannot stay close you cannot finish your turn next to a giant so it can take yep. a full attack action now you did dalgrith when you were on its back and invisible so you had a little bit of a fighting chance miss 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 even when it hit uh with a, or a 99 on the concealment i rolled like a nat one or something like uh you know when it did hit baron it baron was at less than half hit points when it did hit dalgrith Dal- 
Osgood was at less than half hit points. Uh, and by Metra putting those mirror images on herself, mm-hmm. what it did was take Metra out of the equation. Right. So it saved Metra, but it focused fire on Dalgrith. How many rounds in a row do they just go after Dalgrith? Even the that, that, king- That's the thing. It's like, to me, once you get Dalgrith invisible and once he's on a creature, he is a rogue and a tank all at the same time. Yeah. He takes attention, which is really cool. Yeah. Uh, like you have to address him. Yeah, you can't just like ignore it. You can't I mean, ignore this. You certainly can. Dwarf and, stabbing at you on your back, like, right? Where, and that's the thing. Like I've ignored it in the past, <laughs> right? That's the thing. Is like you can start to like you know, uh, sl- who knows? You might have there might be creatures that aren't giants, you know, like coming up that are uh, immune to precision damage and mm-hmm. stuff like that, mm-hmm. which could ignore a dogrith on their back, uh, a, a construct that just keeps walking at the party, and dogrith can I can do nothing. I guarantee you, there's some weird, wacky constructs in the, this, this next. Oh book, yeah, I like guarantee you, there is non-giant stuff. Coming up, but you know, well, yeah, maybe I it's mean, just dragons. There's like dwarven know. technology. There's like, there's got to be like crazy gold. Yeah, they're digging. They're they're going in specifically to dwarven ruins to like mm. get this stuff. I mean, there's yeah, yeah. I have a question that might throw mm. a wrench into future battles for us. Might make things a bit more difficult. I don't think it happened more than once. So I don't think it was significant in the fight. But Matthew, can Metro's Metra see invisibility? No. Because I believe you cast spells directly targeted on either Dalgrith or Nestor after you made them invisible. What spells would those be, Grant? I, I can't remember, but I remember Listen, that. if you're going to come for me, you better have your evidence. <laughs> you definitely... You best not miss, Grant! I well, there's like haste and stuff, but those are like air No, effects. that was all before. I will, I will list the spells I cast over the course of that battle. Please. Protection from evil. Mm-hmm. Before we went in. <laughs> uh, darkness. Not relevant here. Complete waste. Dark, dark, <laughs> dark. Yeah, it wasn't complete. Waste. It was also, it was a waste of the use of the Mid Magic Rod, but it wasn't a waste of a standard action. So that's good. Sure. <laughs> right. Uh, dark vision retcon before the battle. Invisibility, mm-hmm. which was cast on before the battle. Before the battle on me. Uh, mirror image before the battle. Scrolling down. Fly on me. Haste. Area Everyone. Yeah, yeah. Before we were invisible. Uh, dimension door. Which I did once before no, we were invisible. No, that's twice. what I mean. You reached out and touched invisible people. No, well, no, we it, were not invisible. When he the cast second it. time you did it, I believe uh, uh, Nestor was invisible. Nestor was improved invisibility next to the king's throne. Ah, okay, uh, there you go. There's one. Well, also, I didn't go in that dimension door. He also hadn't moved, and I didn't take Dalgrith with me. Sure, I'm just saying there. It's trickier and, than and Nestor it. talked the entire battle. It's worth yeah, considering. <laughs> and that's to never t- stop talking shit. It's worth, it's worth considering as we go into book six. Uh, I don't think it was, it was, it might have been game breaking, but I, I think there's an argument to be made that Nestor should be like, I'm right here, love. And yeah, yeah. I could have touched it. It's like a mutual thing. It's not, you're not targeting someone with Dimension Door. It's just right. like, hey, grab my hand. It's, you know. You're, yeah. And I did say before we went in, I was like, if things get dicey, make sure you stay close to me. Yeah. 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 So I, I, I can imagine even if we didn't have, like, that's a free action. So we could have done that. Yeah. Or Metro could have been like okay there he is and then we go right. Grant, i appreciate it though nonetheless well no it's because i specifically cast sea invisibility which helped me reach out to dalgrith when he was hurt after he wasn't that's right and i i don't think i should have been able to reach out to him if he'd moved away from him to heal him at that point what do you do with that you get a 50 percent mischance or something or is it or you can't target oh you know you can't target a spell with somebody you can't see right so with something like cure light wounds yeah i don't know but i mean i was visible when you cast that on you were oh, yeah. okay Grant, Baron couldn't tell because for him you were always yeah everyone's <laughs> right 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 <laughs> you were you looked the same to me I only owned a, a few cassettes in my youth but one of them was uh, Genesis Invisible Touch oh yes real fucking 
banger. That was one of my first albums was Phil Collins' No Jacket Required. (laughs) (laughs) A birthday gift from my best friend, Dante Dunlap. I'm going to say that must have came from a best friend. It was. a phenomenal gift. Yep. Uh, so, some episodes ago, it was either our first or second day back in the studio. I, I we were talking about how uh, Phil Collins' <laughs> ex-wife has <laughs> occupied one of his houses. They're having some struggles. <laughs> yeah, they're, having, they're having some tough times. His first yeah. bad decision was getting back with her. I think. Um, anyways, uh, Invisible Touch, great. Also had the Cocktail soundtrack on cassette. You know, another oh, classic. Yes. What was on the cocktail soundtrack? Uh, it really was a, a wide range of songs, ranging from uh, Kokomo by the Beach Boys to Don't Worry, Be Happy by Bobby McFerrin. <laughs> uh, it's a must-own for when any I went true to, collector out there. When I, went to, when I went to bartending school, they had cocktail posters of that movie up everywhere. You went to bartending school? I did. And I, I, I majored in uh, cream-based drinks. And <laughs> that movie was shot in Long Island City. The bar that he worked at, the first one, it was in Long Island City. It's still there. Don't they say Champagne Dreams? Wasn't there their, uh, the bar they were going to make? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, good movie. I, good I, movie. I had the soundtrack maybe a decade before I ever watched the movie. Mm. Uh, yeah. Just some good tunes. Hippie, hippie shake? Hippie, hippie Yeah, see, I'm telling you, man, don't sleep on the cocktail soundtrack. <laughs> all, all shook up. It's got Tom, Tom Cruise just leaning on a bar on the cover. <laughs> who's the guy who's the guy the australian guy that plays his friend in that he's like the the uh, low rent paul hogan yeah he was in another movie called fx which he plays a a a movie special effects brian brown brian brown yeah yeah he oh. plays a movie special effects specialist that gets accused of murder and it is a phenomenal movie it's like it came out like 80 87 or something and it's like it's really good he plays a dark character in cocktail go yes. everybody go and watch cocktail hope you get cocktail in your stocking this year uh, on blu-ray back in my day you listened to a cassette taping you liked it if you want to listen to <laughs> don't worry be happy and kokomo you had to wait a couple minutes while you fast forwarded um we finished this battle uh with titarian giving a, a, a hell of a death speech to baron who uh, delivered? Didn't you deliver killing blow? I did. Baron, yeah, and he tells you so that uh, all the children. He was right to leave the children behind. And you had heard a little bit about this from Quivixia, that uh, the son had died, and uh, he made all of his generals leave the children behind. Children behind, um, and said to you, like, you may win, you may take their riches and live a wonderful life afterwards. But like the children will remember, just when you think you're comfortable, they will come. And they will get you. And that was his dying words. Win or lose, I don't know. I would be... Uh, that's something to think about. It is, but it's also such horseshit. He said something like, when you're enjoying your, your easy rest in the castles you built with our treasure, he came here and stole my goddamn treasure. So yeah. don't, don't get off your high horse. Well, sorry, you can't sit in your throne anymore because you don't have a head. It's true. He, uh, he is dead. The rest of the giants in the room start stepping towards you, brandishing weapons, the fire giants especially, even though Titarian told them, stand back. They're ready to seek revenge on you. But Quivixia, the queen. True to her word. True to her word. Keeps up her end of the bargain. She tells them to halt. Says, this is over. There's no use in spilling more blood here, wasting more lives it's over we will leave you nobles go back to your home clans i will go take clan brandrick just give me the king's crown and the rest is yours there's a tunnel behind that wall one part of it leads down 
to a crater where the storm tyrant's castle is tethered. Another one leads up to the oracle of the mountain. She takes a ring off his finger, takes one off of hers, throws it at you. Prisoner's rings. Have we encountered that before? Or am I thinking yes, back to another familiar. adventure? But I don't know if it was this adventure. Right. Yeah. Wait, the, no, I think it was. Rings? Prisoner rings. Somebody had prisoner's rings. Oh, was it? Was I think it, it was uh, Jade Regent, wasn't it? No, was it... Uh, uh, what's it? Uh, the alchemist early on. Screed? Yeah, didn't he? His girlfriend, didn't they? You know what? I think you're right, Skid. Yeah. Wow. Yes, yes. Screed had a prisoner's ring, and when he died... Uh, Malira knew. Right, right. That's, That's what it is. Right? Oh, cool. I yeah. think I could be wrong, but I think you're it right. It was something kid. like that, though, right? I thought I thought it was something like that. Um, it sounds familiar. Hmm. I just don't know what it, I just didn't know what it did. It's magically attuned to a jailer's ring. And, right. Uh, when a jailer's ring places a prisoner's ring on a subject, the prisoner we cannot found- remove the ring without the use of remove curse. Oh, I guess she doesn't take hers off. Whatever. It's better. <laughs> she rips her finger off for yeah, some men. Yeah. Uh, we found one in Skiergard too, I believe, but I don't remember from whom. Uh, I think it's much cooler. I'm sure people are like, It's much more cool the way we did it. Yeah. Um, she's holding the crown. The giants are all looking at you. Sense motive on the crown. Is that magical crown? Does it function as a headband of uh, intelligence plus eight? Are you detecting magic on the you sensing motive on the crown? On the crown's like, you'll never get me, Kappa. No, sensing motive on her. A little mouth on the crown. It's like LA Noir. It's like <laughs> Where were you the night of the third? Nah, I'm, I'm kidding. Where were you? Sensing motive on her. Really. Just let me take this crown. Her tone isn't like that. She says, I you know, you get the sense it's like I'm going to be the, the both the king and the queen now. Look at me. Look at me. I'm both the king and the queen now. King and the queen. Um, she looks to you for an answer. There are a dozen or so enemies in here looking at what you'll say as well. Uh, so, um, sorry, and I'm probably visible by now. Right. Yeah, you both, you both come out of invisibility. Uh, yeah. Hello. Uh, I dispel the darkness. <laughs> Hello all. Uh, allow me to introduce myself. I'm Nesta Coin, Coin by name, Coin by nature, as me old dad used to say. Probably familiar with my visage, as you've been as be, you've been using it without my permission. It seems for quite some time. <laughs> and uh, just delighted. license that. <laughs> yes, yeah, there is a matter of licensing fees. <laughs> And I'm joking, of course, but we are, I think I can speak for my comrades, I think we are quite willing to spare your lives and let you go. However, there is the uncomfortable matter of recompensation to to raise. Are you all familiar, and I know you are, with the concept of guild? No. Rhubarb, 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 rhubarb. Well, you see, it is compensation for lives lost, for pain delivered, and you have delivered much pain and loss of life to the little folk, and we are here as our representatives, and so you are free to go. However, we would ask that you would leave us with your most valued possessions on the way out. (laughs) (laughs) Do not think if we were to raise our armies up again that so many more would die isn't that enough to end this now on our part the 
saving of future lives? Is that not where guild enough? No, again, I think you're a little bit confused about the concept. You see, this is compensation for lives already lost, and so we require monetary compensation for the pain and suffering that you've inflicted. Now, it can be something we can look over. If you gather together your magic items, your cash, we can take a look at it, (laughs) and we can make a determination based on our respective loss. And uh, and then you can and then again again you can walk free you can walk out of here free giants. My dear friend, she's kind of like looking at you like, I'm taking care of this. What are you doing? I will not ask these nobles to do such a thing. It is enough that I am asking them to abandon the time that they have spent now wasted here. However. I will take this crown. What you find on the bodies of these men who guarded my husband's life, who gave their lives for him, and even my husband. All of that is yours. The throne is inlaid with gold and gems, probably more than you've seen in a long time. They are yours as well if you choose to pick them from the throne. In the fire pedestal back there is a weapon, the likes of which none of you have seen. That is yours as well. I think that is more than fair, Mr. Coin. Hmm. Well, hard to ask. Um... Penny ass is a penny earned, as my old dad used to say. We will take it under advisement and perhaps take this up at a later date. And he's like looking at each one of them and study target, like memorizing each one of their descriptions as he goes down the line. Mm-hmm. Two fire giants, two frost giants, a hill giant, the yeah. temple priest, these azers. Scar, scar across the left eye. Like, like everyone. On. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'll just, be hearing from our representative. Yes, you will be hearing from our, from our... They're all seething. They just want to jump at you. And I mean, I would think, even though you guys are feeling cocky from the end of this battle, you are Oh, no, like, oh yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. we know that. Yeah. But like, we're... I, I'm betting on the fact that they would be a little bit... A little bit cowed by the fact that we just did what we did. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. the king in a You just killed seconds. the yeah. king in less than a minute in front of their eyes. Yeah. Not only that, we embarrassed him. He uh, fell down a pit. Yeah, we did it in very dramatic fashion. Yeah, I'd wonder who the first one to jump into the fray would be. Hmm. (laughs) Even though negotiations have been difficult, let it be known to all of you and to wherever you return that the small folk honor their agreements and are willing to enter a new age of peace with those who ignore the orders of the storm tyrant. We do not want senseless bloodshed. And I, for one, if I ever have children, will not send them against you unless there is a reason to do so. But if you come back, we'll strike you down again. And someone is nastier, nastier than this son of a bitch over here, points at Nestor. He's going to want even more next time. Might be him, even. And Nestor gives a big, toothless smile. Mm. He just looks at you and kind of gives a sideways nod. The kind of nod that says, well, let's see what happens. If the storm tyrant lives, then this conversation is for naught. If you take them out, then maybe they'll 
keep to themselves. And there should be something to be said about two dwarves, one of whom's last name is Deathbringer. The other has brought a lot of death upon giants, not wanting to murder them all. Sure. That is, that is a, a, a display of largesse, like just, just, just generosity on some level that they have not shown. And it should at least confuse them on some level when they're not angry. Yeah. Like when they leave and they're thinking about like, I would have murdered. Like they, they would not have done this, I don't think, based off of how they've acted so far. Yeah, I, I can't imagine if you hadn't struck the deal with the queen, which is completely possible in the terms of this adventure. You I don't could, know how that could possibly play out. You if, could not even go into the room with the queen and then walk into all these you rooms. You could four times critter when she has 15 hit points. You could do that as well, as you did. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, yeah. It, no, 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 I'm saying oh, you kill her, kill her before she can Make halt. a deal, yeah. Um... I can't imagine if you were just having this conversation, they would just charge you. Fear in their eyes at seeing what you just did, but hoping that they could overwhelm you. And they probably would win. Yeah. But they wouldn't do it being like, we got them right where they want them. No, you just killed the king. But there seems to be some sort of mutual understanding here. And so she takes the crown. She grabs her daughter's hand, this horrific looking creature <laughs> with wings who she like cracks her back and the wings <laughs> spread out and then settle again and they all just walk towards the back of the room the nobles leave first Hyrokin leaves the temple priests leave and the queen looks to you one last time looks at her husband and walks out now, getting on to the business of Jimmer and Thune. Where are they? Upstairs, they said. Is that right? Um, yeah, I wasn't really listening to that part. Uh, I'll be right back. And he goes off and starts searching the bodies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Tell us what we get, Troy. Uh, all right. Let's talk about the lieutenants. You've fought uh, a couple of these guys before. These guys are obviously a little more bad-ish. Um, what is the highest spellcraft in the group? I believe it's Nestor's. Um, with going to be Metro, right? Oh, she zero. Have it. I have it, but it's not terribly high. Yeah, I don't have it. Yeah, we don't. That's I'm not really. Plus five. Plus eight. Plus eight. Okay. Uh, well, I can give you nitty-gritties here. So they both uh, have uh, plus one great swords, and they both have uh, plus two half plate. Uh, they both have uh, two potions of cure serious wounds. So four. So we'll each take one of those. Yep. And they each have one ring of cold resistance minor. Hmm. Okay. They have no money on their person. They do have an ever burning church. 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 <laughs> they also have ever burning church. They got an ever burning church. It looks like it works. Each or an ever burning torch each. Yes, ever burning torch each. That's hard to say. It really is. So I said Turch. Turch. The fire giant captain also has a plus one longsword on his person, Captain Hagen. Uh, he is wearing uh, a plus one mithril buckler. Ooh. Oh, that's nice. Um, his armor and his gun are going to need uh, checks, though. Plus mm. two mithril buckler, did you say? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, man. His armor and his gun are going to... No, excuse me, plus one mithril buckler. Nice try, Matthew. 
Uh, <laughs> and he has a long sword or a great sword? Long sword. Yeah. yeah, they all have plus one long sword, so you've got three of those. Um, these are all large items, obviously. Um, it was his gun and what else needed? His to gun and his armor need a check, but I'll go through the rest of his gear because it all with an eight. I'm natural get, twenty. Natural Ooh, twenty. Ooh, excellent! All right, Baron, roll. Uh, do you have roll a craft guns check? Okay. Um, that's a ten on the die, and there's no real score associated with that. So it's like I'll add my craft alchemy since I use that with her bullets a lot. So that's a total of a sixteen. Okay. That's fine. Um, when we talk about the other items they have, with an eight, I'm, just, I'm not going to have you roll 900 spellcraft checks and have that be the podcast. So I'm just going to tell you, he's wearing an amulet of natural armor plus one. Excellent. Belt of incredible dex plus four. Ooh. Cloak of resistance plus two. Ooh. Two potions of cure serious. Another ring of cold resistance minor. A ring of protection plus one and a wand of silence with six charges. Wow. Wow. Okay. Bring your protection plus one, wand of silence. Six charges. Six charges. I'm, His, type, I'm typing this. I thing. told you about the plus one mithril buckler. His armor is plus two, fireforged steel, agile breastplate. <gasps> wow. Whoa. That's pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. You know, the cool thing about fireforged steel... It's even more badass when you're wielding a fire-forged weapon, not unlike the gun, <laughs> which is a plus-two distance lucky fire-forged steel pistol. What? So the distance doubles the threat range. It's amazing. Whoa. And lucky basically gives it one free clear. It gives you an extra grit point that you can use once per day. It's refreshed at the start of each day. Uh, whether or not the wielder of a lucky firearm has any deeds, she can always spend one grit point from the lucky firearm to re-roll an attack that would have resulted in a misfire. When the wielder oh. does so, she must take the second result, even if that attack also results in a misfire. That's what makes it more interesting than just a grit reservoir, like an extra point. Like right, you can't use that to like use dead eye or something like right. that. It can only be used once per day to get a free uh, re-roll on a misfire. They say that gun has true grit. <laughs> and you said it was a single-barrel pistol? Yeah. Plus two distance, lucky, fireforged steel pistol. When combined with the armor, if you're wearing both fireforged uh, armor and wielding a fireforged weapon, if you are able to bathe it in fire like he did before the battle, uh, in this case it does 1d6 fire damage for four rounds. Hmm. Now, if you just had uh, the pistol... Uh, it would do 1d4 damage, of uh, 1d4 fire damage for two rounds, I think. And if you're just wearing the armor, you get, like, fire resistance. You still get those things. But if you have both, they combine no. to allow it's just 1d6. So, I don't know if David was listening really closely or if you were, but so many of the things he has on <laughs> it wasn't true. sheet were exactly what I had. And I brought up in the last episode, it was actually Lawbringer that was Fireforged Steel. Della is not. But, like, those were all... Yeah, my short sword is Fireforged Steel. Yeah, the Fireforged Steel was all me. I just thought it was more appropriate for Ashpeak. You know, you guys didn't go into that room with the Slag Giants and the Salamanders. You know, that's where all that shit was going on in there. And uh, I just figured they would find these guns and they would bring them in there, melt them down, and make them fireforged. So cool. And uh, he also has 20 alchemical cartridges. Oh, Oh, sweet. 22. Someone let Baron's bullets know. I know, I was just going to (laughs) say, at Baron's bullets... (laughs) 
<laughs> Keep a track. Uh, so, Those are giant cartridges, though, aren't they? <laughs> they are, yes. Uh, he has a gunsmith kit, too, but you have Breaks that. my back. Oh! Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. It is a large gun. Right. So... Um, Keep that in mind. You can forge bound. bring it to the forge and knock it down, or if you ever come across Just an old steel hand again. I think I lost. I think so, I missed one thing on the list, but I'll check with you, Alfred. Okay. Did you the, grind this to a halt and talk about it now? Because <laughs> you just basically did. <laughs> and on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Worst Christmas ever. I had ants that would say shit like that at Christmas. <laughs> and on Christmas. And on Christmas. Um. Yeah, so that's what you find on the bodies. She told you uh, when Nestor was like, you guys better drop all your shit and we'll call it even. She told you there's gold and gems inlaid in the thrones and then there's a weapon, the likes of which you've never seen, still sitting in that pedestal where the gun was. We spend hours, uh, you know, with our daggers Prying, all prying the out the gold yeah. gems. Okay, you find five thousand gold pieces worth of gold and gems. Nice. Prying all that stuff, which you can sell for a hundred percent of their price. The weapon is a large hammer <gasps> emanating lots of magic. Oh wow! Natural twenty again. <laughs> yeah, out of here. Oh, awesome. I, I was like, let me use a different tie. Natural twenty. Uh, so what's the total? Twenty eight. So is it caster level plus ten? Is it like? Does it work like the CR? Or you can't remember? <laughs> I, th- I think that's what it is. Yeah, because that's actually not enough. Do we have CR twenty hammer? <laughs> oh, wow. I thought pre break maybe we purchased some identify scrolls for this reason because I feel like we've been here before. Do we not? I don't think we ever did, but uh, we could always do it later. I'm looking at Spellcraft here. So uh, to to identify the properties of a magic item using Detect Magic, 15 Mm -hmm. plus the item's caster level. Um, So you're not going to tell us what the hammer does that we just found after the boss fight of the final boss of the book (laughs) on Christmas. (laughs) On a natural... What is the matter with you? On a natural natural 20 20 on Christmas. That's a problem with skill checks, man. Then you want to fall when you roll a natural one on a climb, but you got a plus 10? That's usually what you do to us, isn't it? (laughs) No, no, I don't. Um, Uh, All right, cool. So we'll just leave it here. Can you take 20 on Spellcraft? (laughs) No, no. So this, I rolled a natural 20. <laughs> if yeah, you, you fail, the, yeah. uh, I believe you can't try again for 24 hours, which is why you can't take 20. But so. it can't succeed. Right. right, so it can never uh, succeed, so we need an identify spell. Yeah. Uh, or maybe someone with more magical powers. Maybe Farron uh, has the ability. Maybe uh, yeah. someone in Skelt yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, but just, I mean, if anything, you should be excited. You're like, I should know this and i don't this is a weapon of massive magical power when people tell you you should be excited about something do you generally get excited no because i like to be contrarian (laughs) yeah but a lot of sheep out there matthew they get fired up okay on christmas all right what's on the king What's on the king? What's on the king? Oh, I didn't. I forgot all about him. Old King Titarian. How could I? I buried the lead here. All right. I'm going to make you roll a check for the um, for his weapon. Uh, I don't get it. Okay. Anyone else can roll it if you have spellcraft? Uh, sure. Fifteen. Fifteen. I wish Pembroke was here. Me too. 
All right, this, let me tell you what uh, what magical items he has, because between that 15 and your plus 8, this is enough to know this. Brooch of shielding with 101 uses. Anybody's rolling out some magic missiles? It's good to have on if you don't have anything in your brooch slot. We also got that from Abria. That was the brooch, right? Wasn't that the same type? What's going on in your brooch slot, bro? <laughs> <laughs> 101 uses. It can just eat magic missiles for free. Uh, the crown's gone. Um, that sweet magical crown's gone. Uh, Ion Stone <laughs> Dusty Rose Prism. Oh. Yeah. What is that one? Dusty Rose, the American Dream? Yes. Yeah, Dusty Rose, the Ion Stone, the American Dream. <laughs> it's a sapphire. <laughs> Oh, man. There's like 17 people that really enjoyed that uh, back and forth. Three potions of cure serious wounds. A ring of cold resistance minor. Cloak of resistance plus three. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. The Iron Stone gives, assuming it's intact, in gives a plus one insight bonus to AC. Oh, cool. Cool. You know, and it's, it's intact, baby. That's a wondrous item, too. Yeah. And wait, wondrous. which one? Oh, is the Iron Stone? Yeah. yeah. Let's, we could roll on that right now. Dusty Rose. I'll, I'll roll on the stone. I roll yeah. as well. I will, I'll roll. I'm romancing the stone. I'm not going to sit out this one. Ooh, 19 for Nishtar. 17. going to need a nat 20 or a 19. Natural one. Oh. 19. Oh! oh. oh. It's a roll off. It's a roll off. It's a roll off. Natural one. Oh. Ten. Oh. Yes, insight. <laughs> it's a Christmas miracle. Feel the insight. It, it truly is. <laughs> I feel like if it got down to arguing about who needed it the most, I think Dalgrith would have won. Oh yeah, on merit, no, Dalgrith should totally have it. But uh, yeah, and Nestor what about uh, for sure. the other one? Armor. The cloak of John. Cloak of resist. Cloak of John plus John. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, who wants that? I'll roll on the it. plus John. Don't cloak forget of John. the other dude had a cloak of I think two. John plus, plus two. two. Yeah. I, again, I think Dogworth needs it the most because his saves are terrible. Yeah, gets gets you. Uh, My reflex is good. <laughs> now uh, I don't think I'm wearing a shoulder slot. What's going on with your brooch slot, bro? <laughs> <laughs> What's your brooch slot up to lately? <laughs> Better check your brooch slot. If that's not a shirt, I don't know what it is. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, let's roll off on the plus three first, obviously, because right. you want that one. It's a roll off. It's a roll off. Cloak plus three. Didn't get that one. Eleven. Four. Oh. I said uh, Okay. Okay. You, you want the, the plus four, right? No. Do you want the plus no. two then? Do you get it as a consolation prize? I'll take that if nobody else is rolling on. Uh, my shoulder slots are occupied. Thank you. Uh, armor plus one adamantine full plate. Ooh, large yeah. sized. Oh, you know what, Joe? What? Oh, you have. I think already? I want to hang on to my cloak of etherealness. Oh yeah, Good cloak point. of resistance plus three. Ooh, back door cloak over there. See him? <laughs> plus one adamantine full plate, large size, and his weapon is a plus one human bane adamantine halberd. Wow. Say that one more time. Plus one human bane adamantine. Oh, 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 that's awesome. Wow. Never got to do a full attack, but uh, let me throw a power attack on and let me tell you what it was going to be. Plus 25, plus 20, plus 15, plus 10 for 2d8 plus 37 damage, <laughs> plus 2d6 versus human, times three crit. <laughs> oh, 2d8. 
2d8 plus 37. Yeah, but so it's 6d8 plus 112? No. 120. 108? No. I, I can't do the math that fast. 111. Uh, yeah. two, so 6d8 plus 111 plus 2d6. Wow. And if I rolled a, if you pulled like Baron did of times three, it would be times four. Right. So, yeah. Oh, and actually it's human bane, so it would only hurt Nestor to, to that degree. It would only right. be that extra 2d6 Nestor. That's why he said, I will eviscerate the human. Right. Because uh, humans killed his son. Fortunately, we were immune to crits. I said it to you guys <laughs> off air as well, but he uh, was a fighter with uh, the stalwart defender archetype which oh yeah you're looking for a cool fighter archetype and you know i'm not one to promote fighter archetypes stalwart defender yeah. is pretty pretty you were, sweet yeah, you were raving about it off air last time and yeah. i was like i'm gonna i'm, I'm gonna build one of those you're yeah. raving about it like it was a it was like it was a slick new coffee shop on the lower east side <laughs> <laughs> i am a bit of a hipster i was back in the day can i have the Amulet of natural armor. Is that? Does anyone else want that? Mm. Let's see. Let's see. Brian. Yeah, I'll take yeah. it. You can have it. <laughs> yeah, you can have <laughs> Thank it. you, Metra. Sorry, didn't hear what you said there. It's all good. Dull grief. Um, so we we have seven potions potions of cure serious. So we each want. Uh, we each took one. I think. Did he only have one? Yeah. No, he had three. He had three, and we had four from the lieutenants. There was none from the captain. I think the captain had one. Or two, rather. Yeah, uh, two. yeah. Captain had two, so you have uh, six, nine. So we have nine. nine. So everyone takes two, and someone gets a bonus. I'll take yeah. one. Okay. That was me. I said I'll take one, Jeff. I don't actually get one. I'm running the game. <laughs> uh, well, who wants three? It's, let's give it to Baron. Wait, Baron? Yeah. Right. What is the item again? I was writing down a thing. potion, uh, of an extra ones. potion of cure serious. It's a potion of fly. Sure. No, uh, but let's talk one, about one potion of cure serious wounds costs seven hundred and fifty gold pieces. Yeah, it's a drop in the bucket for you guys now. Um, fucking all right. So she said to you, "There's a tunnel behind the throne, branches out. One goes down to a crater that's heavily guarded, uh, that uh, has these storm tyrants." castle tethered to it. Another one goes up to the Oracle. There's also a door leading to the south in this room. Now, you bypassed half a dozen or so doors on your way to the throne room as well. You might want to check out. Uh, But there is a door to the south uh, of this room. The only door leading out of this room. She also told us to visit the passageway that leads to the mountains oracle at our peril i believe something to that effect but that is also where we think jimmer and thune are right they belong to the mountain now grant i'm curious about the door to the south i am too let's do it let's take a look can i take this aura off or do you have to do it Troy? um try it i can take it off let's see do you want to take your oh nice you say you don't like them. Try it. Try it, and you may. Try it, and you may, I say. Sam? Uh, I'm going to quick uh, cure light wounds myself before we traipse into this death trap. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, can we go up to full? Yeah. With a, a, a wand? We have a wand, right? Do as you must. Sure. I'm no longer hasted. <laughs> I might be mirror image. I'm probably mirror image. Yeah, that lasts for, well, minutes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Protection from energy fire hangs out for some minutes. Yeah. Protection from evil, I believe, is not. 
Alrighty. Yeah, take off all. Make sure you go to adjustments and pull all the buffs off that you know would be gone by now. Yeah. Well, protection reel is 14 minutes, so. <laughs> it's been 14 minutes. Okay. Yeah. I didn't think I needed to police this, police this until you said that. <laughs> I mean, the conversation wasn't that long. You were prying stones out of the chair. Oh, I forgot about that. Which we said we did for hours. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so The final hours uh, of Jim Thune's life, as it turns out. <laughs> we, they both just died. There's going to be a janitor cleaning up. You guys just missed him. Like an hour ago, they were alive. <laughs> yeah, they were, they were alive an hour ago. 53 now. minutes ago, they <laughs> like were mopping, or slumped over. Sipping lemonade, but... <laughs> mopping up their blood. I, yeah. I, had to, I had to kill them. They would understand. Just for funsies, uh, healing up after that with moderate damage to the party was 16 charges. Hmm. So, oh, interesting. All right. You want to open this door to the south? Yeah. Fair enough. Who's opening it? I mean, I don't. I want to open the door to the north, but... Which one? There's no door to the north. Fine. There is no door to the north. They said some... Oh, I meant the door to the north outside this door. Uh, Outside the main door. Mm -hmm. All right, so the door to the south. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she said tunnels behind the throne, but you don't see anything back there. Uh, All right, so you open this door. Who opens it? Uh, Baron will after a quick perception. Wait, she said tunnels behind the throne. Are we supposed to look for secret doors back there? Um, I think we'll find it pretty easily now that she mentioned it to us. Yeah. That's what you feel. You don't see anything back there. Uh, she might have been like, yeah, there's tunnels back there. I'm going to take the crown and leave. See ya. <laughs> and you were like, all right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. 30. I, don't, I don't remember saying, all right, cool. <laughs> you didn't shoot her when she walked out with the crown. <laughs> That's all right, cool in my book. 34 just on traps. And then listening in is a 39. 41 if I hear a stone door. You don't detect any traps and you hear no sound whatsoever uh let's open that door stealthily 21 okay you open the door stealthily and you see a hallway that is mm, about 70 feet Long that Jesus. ends in another door to the south. Come on. I thought we were done with this. Can we just stop with this? <laughs> uh, all right. We'll run heedlessly without checking anything <laughs> to the other door and just open it. Tong, 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 tong. Several spiked pit traps go off, <laughs> and Dalgrith immediately dies <laughs> on Christmas. <laughs> I am actually checking for traps. I rolled a 47. Well, a 47, man, unless your eyesight is deceiving you, you see nothing on that walkway between the doors. Okay. Looks safe to me. Let's go. It's about 15 to 20, 20, 25 feet wide at its widest points. Uh, giant size. Newly carved as well. You get to that other door. What do you do? Knock, knock, knock. Housekeeping. Uh, come back later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen. Oh, d- d- traps on the door. Uh, that is a 34 for Nestor on traps. You don't see any traps? Dalgrith will open the door. You open the door, and you see another large cavern. Cavern not the size of the throne room, um, by any means, but it is a large room, a large bedroom, that seems to mix the trappings of royalty with the hard lines of a military office. 
mm. as well. Oh, military plans Ooh. on the table. Oh, perhaps. <gasps> you see a chair, a large bed, and a desk have been pushed into the corner to make room for this huge table that you see. Dogreth covered in maps, flags, and small stones. Mm. Think uh, uh, in on Dragonstone with the fucking oh, table yeah. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. flags Stannis, and maps and uh, little stones. Yeah. Uh, on one wall hangs a banner featuring a rune-inscribed greatsword on a square-topped orange shield. You saw this as one of the uh, uh, flags on the battlefield. You assume it's related to Clan Brandrick. Brandrick. Yeah. On the opposite wall is a black banner showing a uh, burning fanged helmet, which you've seen since mm. you got to this level, especially Zerzvater. Uh, and several giant-sized suits of armor stand at <laughs> attention around the room, which otherwise appears empty. What do you do? Uh, God. Can someone detect magic? Yeah, check those statues to see if they're going to... Detect magic. Protect the room or something. Uh, you wave your hand over the room trying to detect magic, and you do not detect a single aura of magic. Just cycling through detecting alignment at will for Baron within a 60-foot cone to see if anything living is hiding in here. Cycling through, trying to detect alignment. You don't detect any alignments. Seems safe enough to me. As safe as it's going to get anyway. Let's check out that table. Yeah, let's look at the table. All right, Dogrith will walk into the table. Okay, you walk by these suits of armor and they're just staring at you. They look like they've all been through battles. Maybe these were Titarian's armor as he made his way <laughs> up through the ranks to take over Clan uh, that's a Yeah, that's a, a giants as they grow, as they age, they molt armor. And so they, they, they probably keep it around. <laughs> it looks badass either way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the desk uh, looks like it contains uh, a few blank copper plates for inscribing messages. Um, and you see documents all over the table in addition um, there were maps as well. Maps of the Mindspin Mountains and the surrounding nations of the Mindspin Mountains with key tactical locations marked throughout. Mm. You see flags and stones. like They must depict uh, like army deployments and uh, potential resistance uh, points from notable monsters or, or humanoid forces such as yourself. As you're sifting through these and looking through, there's one page near the bottom that looks particularly interesting buried in the paperwork on the table are what look like notes that someone took uh, that were taken during a meeting between Titarian and his his top captains his top brass in which they discussed iron cloud keep and the possibility of the fire giants seizing the cloud castle for themselves you've seen this from the beginning they all the giants that swore to the storm tyrant are all like well, maybe I could do it better. And now you're seeing it again. And they put it up. They put it in writing. They put it in writing. <laughs> well, someone's taking the notes. Should, should I? Should I throw these out? This is, like a, a, this is a Nixonian mistake. We'll discuss it after Seriously. dinner. And, well, they uh, hid behind all those spiked pit traps. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, however, buried buried within that, um, you know, is a couple pieces of important information. The first is that the castle is surrounded by some sort of energy field that prevents flight or teleportation <gasps> directly into or out of the castle. Oh. Ugh. Oh, yeah. the plot thickens. Oh, 
what? I'm glad we came in here. It <laughs> That's the thing you don't want to find out at the last minute. Now we know not to do book six. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we can just call it here. Now right? we know how to give up. We can just end the podcast. Right? While we're ahead. Um, it's a good run. It does say <laughs> that there are smaller entrances that exist in the rocky base that supports the keep. Hmm. And those are not contained within the keep's energy field. Huh. They are, however, concealed in a cloud that envelops the castle's base. And they are guarded as well. Okay. The second piece of information, I mean, in my estimation, it's like the third or fourth piece of important information, is that the engine that magically propels Ironcloud Keep and, and keeps it aloft is outfitted with some kind of dead man switch that can trigger a powerful explosion hidden somewhere near the <laughs> castle's engine room. <laughs> that switch is somehow connected to the magical crown that the Storm Tyrant wears. <gasps> Oh, it's like a... Oh, wow. The notes say the Titarian learned this while he was having a meeting with Volstice, where the Storm Tyrant made it very clear to him that even if someone were to betray him, it would mean the traitor's own end once the castle was in the air. From the notes, it seems that with all of this information, uh, Titarian eventually resolved not to attack the castle and to remain loyal to the Storm Tyrant, at least for now. So if the storm tyrant dies, the, the entire castle explodes, basically. There is some connection between the crown that he wears and this dead man switch. Wow. Wow. Because he's holding a thermal detonator. He's holding a thermal detonator. It is, it's cool, too, because this was, this really reminds me, there's a similar concept in the Dragonlance war universe. They, these floating citadels that would like fly over the surface of the world and were directed by this uh, it's really really similar I wonder if it's cloud castles are, are like a staple of fantasy from like Jack and the Beanstalk to you know RPGs dating back to yeah, yeah. <laughs> long before Pathfinder yeah. Um, yeah I was reading in uh, Rob McCreary's intro to book six he's like the one thing I knew when I started developing this project is I wanted it to end in a cloud castle. <laughs> <sighs> okay. So incredibly useful information. Again, yeah. another yeah. one you could have just been like, yeah, don't worry about it. There's yeah. nothing in there. I'm okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, we should probably save that note. Any, and anything else? File it. Uh, no, you know, the armor is masterwork, but it's not magical. Um, and uh, yeah, that's all that you really see in there. You spent some time, obviously, reading this stuff. So all your buffs are gone, unless they were yeah. hours or days. What's the thread count on those sheets? Yeah, um, they look to be three or four hundred. Okay, which leave them. People say is all you really need. No, no that's garbage. Leave I them. don't say it's good, but there are people who say all right. more than four hundred. You just let's go just look overkill. for those secret tunnels. I say. Yeah, yep. we can check. We can check the other room, the other rooms later. Yeah. Spend several hours behind the throne, looking for the secret tunnels. Use those. Yeah. Use that stone cutting there. Yeah, you know what? Whenever Baron can use a stone cutting, we might as well have him use it. Baron, go ahead and roll that stone cutting. Oh, I've been waiting for this moment. Is it cutting or cutting? All my life. <laughs> I always forget. Oh, Lord. it's both. <laughs> uh, my, it can't be both. My people have cut so many stones that we are cutting. 
about their whereabouts. <laughs> I still don't know the answer. Uh, that is not good. That's a 28 stone cunning. All you need is a 25. <gasps> she even what? told you where to look, so you weren't like you were checking right where the door is and going all around. You do, in fact, find a secret tunnel. So how cunning is he really? So secret <laughs> that I left the S on the map and just hit it at the last moment before you guys walked into the room. Oh, is that what Joe saw? No, what Joe you, saw a I picture saw of Titarian. Titarian. Oh, okay. Because he cheated. I, I didn't. Would that, have, <laughs> would that have ruined anything really, though? No, no, no. That's why I wasn't worried about it. You see a tunnel leading to the north and about 20 feet in, steps leading up. Oh, check for traps. Uh, 32. 32. You don't see any traps. At least Algrith doesn't. Uh, 30, 36. Nestor doesn't either. All right, Dogrith will stealth up the steps. Grant's meta Natural 20, 41. Baron also doesn't see it. Oh, no. That's what uh, you get for metagaming. All right, Dogrith uh, will stealth up. <laughs> Nestor will also stealth. 25. Ooh, wow. Uh, 40, 45. Baron will follow behind the two of them at a 23. Much louder. Um... Metro will also stealth uh, at a 27. At a 27, okay. right. So Natural 7. Some good stealthing. You get up, uh, up the stairs. Uh, by the time you get to the last stair, you almost have to climb it. Oh, it's that big. The stairs are starting to get larger. However, when you reach the landing, you see the tunnel starts turning to the east it's getting wider. It's now 20, 25, even occasionally 30 feet wide and goes off another 70 feet or so. At the end of the tunnel, you see a pathway going down and a pathway going up. Oh, man. And which way was the oracle? Up or down? The oracle was up. Uh, Let us go. Uh, <laughs> Let us go to the oracle. Let us see the oracle. Right. And have a nice, long, stern discussion about copyright infringements. <laughs> you start walking up the pathway to the north. Um, it starts out 25, 30 feet wide, and then it starts narrowing a little bit. Eventually, you think that, like, if giants were coming back and forth here, at a certain point, they were almost squeezing, but still. 15 feet wide, occasionally maybe 10, so they had to walk sideways and then frontways, sideways, then frontways. Maybe only the queen was coming up here. Who knows? Eventually, it opens into a huge, mostly circular chamber. They're all been kind of circular. Um, this one is mostly circular, and you see a few very interesting things. I'll go from least interesting to most interesting. Oh, good. <laughs> Classic. That's my preference as well. <laughs> you see an altar. You've seen a few of those through the first five books. Boring. I'm so bored already. I hope this gets better. <laughs> so, so by least interesting, you meant not interesting. Do you turn around and go? <laughs> yeah, you're like, like, ah, I already, I'm giving up. I don't even want to see what's more interesting than that. <laughs> there is... It can only go up, guys. It can only go up. Well, it's true enough. 
barely visible, uh, you would assume, religious iconography of a smoking forge. Boring. Both in and around the altar <laughs> and all the, all the walls. Okay. <laughs> well, the rings of protection plus five. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the owner's manual? Your religious iconography. Where's the owner's manual for this magic hammer? <laughs> I said least interesting to most interesting. And you see an owner's manual. There you go. So, Sony, All right. Sony magic hammer. No. Uh, it's actually for a 1995 Corolla. Metro reads the first page and then goes, boring. Boring. <laughs> um... <laughs> yeah, uh, religious iconography, iconography of a smoking forge. Behind the altar is a large hole in the wall that opens out to the sky. Oh, And wow. you see a small platform just dropping out to nothingness. Oh, There's no I love that. like railing or anything. It's an airy. Yeah, an airy. And finally, taking up the majority of the space are the remnants of of an enormous dragon skeleton. <gasps> cool. That is the most interesting That's thing. That's really interesting. Fun. Very, very interesting. And in his hand is a manual for the magic lore. <laughs> <laughs> you must have died while reading it. <laughs> I'm so bored. You're so bored so while boring. reading it. You died. Uh, <laughs> how did he so, get in here? Yeah. Did he squeeze through the hole? Yeah, it is uh, unknown. Was what he, if he was, was he held in captivity from birth? Right. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe he grew up in here. Maybe he was or shrunk. she. Or she. It is an enormous cavern. You've seen. Can I roll know, a knowledge arcana on the kind of dragon it is? Uh, yeah, you can try. It's going to be very hard check with just the bones. Uh, Thirty. Twenty-five. The only thing you know is that it was, uh, you don't know what kind, but you can tell from the bone structure that it was an old, old dragon. This wasn't a young dragon. This was more ancient-y. An ancient dragon? Yes. Ancient tea. Ancient tea. Just say it's an ancient Well, because dragon. I, don't, I can't remember yeah. what all the degradations, not degradations, the... Uh, the classifications. All the classifications of, the, of uh, yeah. so I'm like ancient tea, because I think one is ancient. Well, old, but, it's like, I think it's like old, very old and ancient. Yeah. Or the last. Yes, yeah, so I don't know if it's quite ancient. So it might, it might not be. It might just be very old, but it's in yeah. that, that category of dragon that you haven't really dealt with. So it's really big. It's huge. Whenever you guys talk about the ages of dragons, all I can think of is the age of garlic. What? I don't there's, know that. There's young garlic. You can have young garlic. Other than you're like, it's a young, young red dragon. I'm like, and, some, and a young, young garlic confit. <laughs> not familiar with that. As, that young, impudent garlic. Get out of my kitchen. <laughs> There's actually 12 age categories of dragon. Nerd, 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 nerd. Skid's got some dragons to do. Uh, it is... Do you want to hear them now? Yeah. Wormling, very young, young juvenile, young adult, adult, mature adult, old, very old, ancient, and then worm and great worm. Oh, oh right. Yeah. I remember that now. Yeah. Worm. And worm. Worms with a Y, right? It is time for What do you guys want to do? Take, I'm going to search those bones. Yeah, I want to inspect the dragon bones yeah, thoroughly. 
its skull. I want to walk into its mouth. Yeah. And look out of its eye. Holes. What's that scene in the? I always everything's come back to Game of Thrones this episode. But like when uh, is it Bran or uh, Ari? No, it's, Ari is yeah. down in the basement, and the that's where they put all the dragon skulls. Oh no, that's uh, Tyrion, right? Is that what Tyrion? Yeah, Ari is down there spying. Oh, on, oh, oh, you know Tyrion, you're right. You're and right. She sees the series. All the not Viserys. Uh, Viserion. The, no, not Viserion. Um, I can't remember. Anyway, one of them. The pale skinned eunuch. I do that. Uh, all right, roll perception. Unless you guys Barris. are going to hang out there forever. Some fan you are. Uh, tw- 38. Blanked. 38. 38. Okay. So I'm going to tell you the 38. Time has passed. But you do see some small, very, very small remnants of scales mm. that are, you would, you would think are silver dragon scales. Oh, <gasps> no. <gasps> no. Is that bad? Yeah. It's metallic, metallic dragons, they're good. Yeah. Yeah. A silver dragon is a good dragon. Yeah. Oh. Now this chamber, you're looking around, you're like, you have no idea how much has changed. You have no idea how much the giants have changed it. It looks like it's been altered. So it's hard to tell what its original structure was. Even the opening may have been much larger. They're, they might have... Uh, there might have been a bigger landing outside. They've done a lot of work here. It's very, very difficult, but the dragon uh, bones seem to be intact. The altar seems to be uh, intact. And even though whatever the smoking forge is isn't Zerzvater, you don't see any Zerzvater uh, right, iconography So, yeah, anywhere. knowledge religion on the iconography. See mm-hmm. if it's a dragon, dragon deity or something. Natural one. Brutal. Fifteen? Yeah, I know. I think I'm about to be very angry at Troy. Continue. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a pretty standard state of being for a lot of us. That's that means true. I'm doing something right. Can I take a look at the altar? Mm-hmm. Um, do perception on that. Ooh, natural 20. Uh, that's a 40. Uh, really unremarkable. Really unremarkable. Old. Uh, hasn't been used in a long time. Uh, you do see that someone has been supplicating or a couple of people may have been supplicating in front of it um but giants foot yeah the footprints uh just go from there to out there's no other footprints um going to walk over to the lip of the hole that leads out to the sky and very like sort of cautiously peek my head around and take a look cautiously peek your head around and you see a sheer drop hundreds of feet to the uh, mountain floor and armies and armies of giants and some seem to be leaving. Uh-huh. <gasps> Not all, but some. It's very reminiscent of what happened outside of Minderhall's Cathedral. Hmm. Maybe you saw it when you were sneaking off in the night. You're uh-huh. brought back to that moment as well. Hmm. <sighs> the forge does remind you, Baron, of Torag. There is a Torag feel to it, but it's different. Not evil, necessarily, um, but there are... It, it reminds you of something torag I wonder if they once... Did the, did the dwarves ever connect with the dragons like that? With the, the good, well, chromatic dragons? Adriel's... Right. Whole story is about his um, 
person who raised him was a silver dragon. Wow. Shit. Kilpoth. 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 It is seen. Um, shit. So Baron's going to walk up to the altar and inspect it for any runes or any other symbols, any magic. Uh, detect alignment on the altar itself. The forge? Or, yes, the forge. I apologize. Um, and he'll pull out his holy book and kind of like if nothing's uh, wrong with it, we'll kind of uh, start a prayer to Torag to kind of cleanse the space. Okay. Um, all right, so you start a prayer to Torag to cleanse the space. You sense a, a lawful alignment. Um, you know, it's not like you're detecting it so much of like you just get this uh, overwhelming presence of like lawful good. Um, you feel uh, the presence of Torag and you feel like the presence of Torag's family. And as you really dig into this and look at your book and consult, you realize that it is a, a symbol of Angrad, who was a dwarven demigod um, <laughs> who was Torag's brother. Huh. And, and so unlike Torag, who was the god of defense and strategical thinking, Angrad uh, was one who aggressively sought out threats to eliminate forge being a symbol of that it, they worked in harmony with each other much of what Torag was about um, was the same feelings that his brother had it's interesting too because even though Baron is uh, such a devotee of uh, Torag uh, he has certainly not done a defensive uh, posture towards these giants he's been seeking them out and perhaps modeling himself more after um, the demigod uh, that is uh, present in this space. Do you say anything to the gods in their presence? I say, though I did not know them, I wish that you grant the Ashpeaks who were killed here rest. They followed Torag's will and created a stalwart defense that unfortunately crumbled was not their faith that failed nor their will it was the treachery of the giants who I promise will be removed from this place in time and the solemn power of the forge will be restored and this mountain will once again be covered with the handiwork and love of Torek kneeling in front of the altar, praying to Torag, surrounded by iconography of his brother, Andrad. You feel something in your head, and you just hear the... Ah, ah. And then a voice speaks to you. Do you know the problem with the overly zealous? They spend their lives wanting so badly for their beliefs to be the truth that they're liable to believe anything so long as it reinforces their worldview. Such was the case with Queen Kuvixia. Another piece to move across the board. Now lost. And then there's you, Ash Peak. 
I bet your ancestors would be proud to know that they have been avenged by one of their own. All this time, perhaps I underestimated you. Or maybe like a cockroach as the world continues to suffocate in its own shit, your greatest strength lies in your mere ability to survive. There is a centuries-long game being played, Baron, and there are only a few pieces left on the board. It appears you and yours are the mighty knights, risking their lives to protect a queen that you believe to be the fate of the world or some bastardized idea of good versus evil. But the other side has far more pieces left in play, including a king who possesses untold power. Who do you think I am in all of this, Baron? Well, Brander, you're the one I can't seem to figure out. Can't get my hands on you. You're slipperier than a nail. I don't know what you want, but I hate playing into your hands, and I feel like I am again. If I'm being honest with you. Where are you? Are you just in my head? I'm nearby. Watching. Waiting. It's quite the show you put on in front of the camps. I thought you would have just taken that potion of plane shift and ended it. I tend to take the hard way out of things, Brander. You should know that by now. Why are you here? What are you looking for now? Don't you have another battle to fight? We're here for our friends. We're here because I don't leave people behind. I found Lork. I'm going to make sure Galabras is fine again. And I'm going to get Thune and Jimmer back. We're looking for them. Ah, yes. Your friends. Well, they belong to me at the moment. The one-eyed warrior has a special connection to an old friend of mine. Oh, no. Oh, my God. And the changeling? Well, he and I... Go away. Oh, no. Oh, shit. Oh, no. The road to the end has begun, my friend. (laughs) I wish you luck, Ashpig. However, if I were you, I wouldn't waste much time. End of book five. Oh my Beginning God. of book six. Oh shit! <laughs> oh my God! We go way back. Brother Thune. Fucking.
Glass Cannon Podcast is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Giant Slayer is copyright 2015. Giant Slayer and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. 